Welcome back to another episode of the Cornell Thank You Podcast. I'm Steph here with Michelle, right after a great conversation with two current students, Jeremy Zarge and Ari Capellian. And they were just entertaining, have a great Cornell and a very current Cornell story. So I think you're really going to enjoy this one, right, Michelle? Oh, yeah. They were great. They exceeded yeah. our expectations. We knew it was going to be great, but they were really great. And yeah. we have Tony Chen to thank. Yes. We've come up with our own keywords. Independent of Tony Chen. Here they are. Get Jewish, get jacked, and eat a pigeon. Oh, God. I'm only one out of the three, but (laughs) you'll hear what we're talking about right after we roll the intro. Steph, have you heard of something called Jews Get Jacked? No. I haven't. I'm intrigued. You are going to hear about that in this episode. Today, we have Jeremy Zarge and Ari Kapelian. They are here from the Cornell Center for Jewish Living. Thanks to Tony Chen, friend of the podcast. He introduced us to these guys. They are in a hotspot on campus. Normally, it's it's a place of tremendous community building and community feels. And lately, probably those bonds are even stronger as there's been some hectic activity on campus. I'm going to talk to them all about that. We are so glad you guys are here. You've got important roles in the organization. And do not let me forget to harp on the Jews Get Jacked piece of this. Welcome to the show, Jeremy and Ari. Thanks for having us. Okay. I, I feel like I want to start with Jews Gets Jack, but we'll, we'll lead up to that. <laughs> Jeremy, first you, give us a quick where you're from, what year you are, and what you're studying at Cornell. I'm a junior studying computer science in the School of Engineering, and I'm originally from Boston. Great. And what about you, Ari? I'm a junior uh, in the School of Engineering uh, studying electrical engineering. I'm originally from New Jersey. Okay. Wow, two smart ones here. Um, we will not be doing any math on this podcast. I hope that's not <laughs> disappointing to you guys. All right. So tell us a little bit about life on campus. Let's start with you, Jeremy. What was your life like? What'd you get involved in right away? Yeah. So right off the bat, I was a huge fan of the Center for Jewish Living. I really felt at home there. It was kind of a community right off the bat, you know, from freshman to senior, like everyone was really welcoming. I felt like I really had a place there and it's what I became involved in right away. And now I'm very involved in as one of the presidents. So I've always felt like it was a nice community and I wanted to get back to it. And Ari, what about you? So actually, when I first got to Cornell, I got more involved in sort of engineering stuff. So I joined a project team building an electric car. I would go to Shabbat dinners, but um, it took me a little more time sort of to join the CJL. Really, I started more at the end of my freshman year, beginning my sophomore year. You know, I felt really at home and really welcomed by everyone. Uh, so much so that actually uh, I'm the incoming president. You know, it took me a little time, but once uh, I got involved, it's really a special community and place I feel really at home. So Jeremy, you're the president and Ari, you're the incoming president. Can you tell our listeners, Jeremy, why don't you start? What is the Center for Jewish Living and how does it differ from the other Jewish organizations on campus? Sure. So the Center for Jewish Living, basically we serve as a Jewish home for any Jew that wants, or even non-Jews, but our primary focus is Jews uh, around campus. So we're a non-denominational, completely student-run organization. Uh, and that's kind of what separates us from a lot of these other organizations is that we are totally student-run. Everything that, you know, it takes to run an organization, often it's done by staff, but we, you know, as students in our busy lives, we take the time because we really love this place. 
Uh, a huge part that we differ from also from other organizations, I guess, primarily from Hillel, is that we have this house and dining hall that are owned by the CJL, where we host events, uh, you know, the dining hall as well. We have host events there, too. So both having like a physical home for Jews on campus and, you know, being totally student run, it's a pretty unique uh, organization in that sense. Yeah. Ari, tell us, did you live in and do you eat your meals at the center? Uh, yeah. So uh, I started living in the CJL my sophomore year, um, which was like the first year um, you can live not in the dorms. Um, and then I live, I live, eat most of my meals in uh, the 104 West Dining Hall as well. So is CJL a national organization like Hillel, for example, I'm sure, you know, they have a national organization. They give they give uh, funding to local chapters. How are you getting funding to run a house and a dining hall? It's kind of a standalone organization. It used to be a young Israel a while ago, but it became its own entity as the Center for Jewish Living. Uh, uh, and we get all of our funding from rent, really. It's we, oh, okay. get, we charge rent the same way that you know any dorm or any you know, organization would. And we use that to help for running events, for maintenance on the house, anything, all the like, programming. And when people join or come to check it out, what are they looking for? I think I think we're mainly just a target for anyone who wants a community. We're really close in a community where friendships are really you make kind of lifelong friendships. A lot of people who start off as friends here end up staying in touch for their entire lives. And we've seen this uh, many examples uh, this in the past. And yeah, really just we're open to anyone who enjoys a community. It doesn't have to be Jews. We even have some non-Jews who are also just enjoy the community aspect and what we have to offer. Yeah, I want to follow up on that because Michelle mentioned that our friend Tony Chen has spent some time <laughs> with you. We love Tony. Tony loves everything about Cornell. And so how do you, how did someone like Tony find you? And he's posting all sorts of fun activities. Ari, <laughs> did you meet Tony? And, and how did he come to hang out with you guys? I met Tony uh, at a Shabbat dinner, um, which happened every week here on Friday nights. He was someone who I hadn't seen before. So I went over to him and I'm like, hello, how are you? I was sort of trying to get like get to know who he was. Uh, I could like vaguely tell that he was uh, involved with Cornell because uh, he had like a, a name tag. We were, we were talking a bit about Jewish life, and then he was talking to us. He had been at a Hillel event. He's like, I was a student here. I had I had a bunch of friends who lived in the CJL. Do you mind if I like check out the house? And so so then we we had like an hour long conversation in the house, and he's like, Oh, you know, I, I'd love to you know come to some events and you know show some of the alumni what's going on here. Uh, and since then, he's come to a bunch of stuff and. Uh, it's been great, and it's really great to meet alumni and people who like care that much about Cornell. Well, tell us about some of the events. What kinds of things do you do? This past year, actually, I served as the uh, social programming chair, and so we had a lot of different kinds of events. So, you know, we'll do stuff like go-karting, or we had a, a casino night the other week. And and then we'll even, you know, have some, some more like out-of-the-box events. So this weekend, we have an exotic kosher meets event. Really? What kind of exotic meats will you be serving? So we have squab, which is um, another word for pigeon. Oh, no. Whale. We have ducks. No. Bison steak. Hmm. We, we have a lot of different kinds of events and things that go on here. But it's really great because people can also um, take ownership and like be creative. Like we had a student who lives in the house named Aaron who wanted to do a casino night. 
And so he bought a vest and like dressed up with a bow tie and a vest to be like the <laughs> car dealer. And this weekend, two of the freshmen and I were cooking all the food. And so, you know, we're dressing up as like cattle ranchers. It's like fun little things that people do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's one of the things I really like about our communities that people can really start. It's totally student driven and people who want to step up and want to create something in the space. We provide that opportunity for them. Well, is this the part where I should be told what Jews get Jack means? <laughs> I'm directing it at Ari because I think I saw it in his bio. All right. Tell us, please. Dying to know. So uh, last fall, a bunch of us started, you know, like casually going to the gym. And so we're like, okay, you know, this is for, for me like the first time going to the gym, at, you know, like with any kind of frequency. And so there was like maybe 10 or so guys in the house who were, who were going to the gym. And so I'm like, maybe we need like a more organized movement to get us like pumped up to go to the gym and like keep us accountable. We came up with a challenge called the Jews Getting Jacked Challenge, which was okay. if you went to the gym 25 out of 30 days oh, wow. uh, in a month, we would have like a big steak dinner at the end of the month. And every day that you went to the gym, you had to post your workout and what you did. And so it became like it became like this, like every day you had to like post what you're doing. And like you're really accountable. And then at the end, we had a great steak dinner. But it was really fun because like, you know, a lot of people got motivated by this. And, you know, people were like reinforcing each other. Funny as this may be, you know, that the average person who lives here is not a not a professional athlete. You know, we're just like normal people. But it, it was a lot of fun. Everyone got to like see their milestones and people like post a video, you know, someone hit hit for the first time a plate on the bench press and, and everyone would like see it, give them, you know, some encouragement. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I'm going to draw a parallel for you for a moment, if I may. Steph and I go to Orange Theory Fitness. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but there is currently a 12-day challenge where if we go six out of 12 days, we get a fleece blanket. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know if I can equate that with what you guys have done, yes. but I want that blanket. <laughs> did, you do, did you sign up for it? Of I didn't course. sign up for it. Yeah. Of course. It keeps you accountable, just like he's saying. No, Ari's it's right. so it good. Does. Yeah, especially with something like exercise. Yeah. Yeah. When it's your friends like that are hyping you up and keeping you encouraged, that's really the best motivation. Well, it sounds like you guys have a lot of fun. And how much of your activities are religious-based? In other words, are there services or do you celebrate holidays together? Yeah. So a huge part of you know the CJL is also the religious aspect. We co-host with Hillel a Friday night dinner at 104 West. Always a huge event. In addition, we have learning throughout the week. As in, we have Thursday night, Tuesday night, we have sessions that are either led by students or there's a JLIC rabbi, which is a part of the Orthodox Union. It's a Jewish learning initiatives on campus. Halita Shear, basically a learning session. We also try to do some religious events, especially near holidays. So we're planning on doing for Hanukkah, which is an upcoming holiday. One of the things you do is we make these sufganiyot, which are basically like jelly donuts. So it might be like a jelly donut making event, get people kind of in the spirit of the holiday. I love it. I, I, how did yeah. we not know it existed when we were there? Was it there in the 80s? It was there. It was there. We missed out, Michelle. We missed, we missed out. out. And not yeah. on the pigeon, but on the donuts. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Obviously, you all have a very strong sense of community in your center. Take us now to a few weeks ago. We all heard on the national news about the terrible threats that were going on to Jewish students on campus, but specifically to your center. Jeremy, you were president at the time. Take us back to how you heard about it and then how you all handled it. You know, it's not a funny topic, but in a funny story, I was actually taking a nap when all of this happened. 
So I kept on hearing these buzzes on my phone when I was sleeping. And I thought it was my my alarm. And I was like snoozing it. And I wake up, at, uh, I forget exactly what time, but I see all these like missed calls and like hundreds of texts. This is not the norm. And kind of from that moment on, it was really like, I don't want to say like a panic mode, but it was really like, we really have a real situation on our hands. That night, we were sending out communication to parents and alumni. We were talking with both with uh, Ryan Lombardi and Martha Pollock. They actually came to the house that night uh, and wanted to speak with us and personally let us know that, you know, they were behind us and they were doing everything they could to keep us safe. We had a police presence from there, like 24-7. So it was really like, it was really surreal. And we, we had a little war room downstairs where we were sending out communications and talking with people. We were talking with the, uh, the governor as well, who came up that next morning. She wanted to be there and talk with us. It was really, yeah, it was really surreal. Like you hear about all these things that happen across the world and you, don't, you never think it could really happen to you, but to see your own building, it was the, the building that I was sleeping in, 104 West, that was the one that was called out. So to, to really like feel an attack on you, it's definitely different, but you know, we did what we could to make sure everyone felt safe, make sure that we were communicating with the community, with parents, with alums. That was kind of our, our biggest uh, priority, make sure everyone was safe. And do you feel safe? I, I would say I feel safe. I don't think, I mean, definitely those couple of days, it was, you know, a little bit hard to sleep. And you had people who didn't want to necessarily sleep at the facility. So they slept at friends' apartments or other community members. I would say right now I feel safe, but during those events, it was definitely uh, a little hard to hard to sleep. And, and the fact that you're a student-run organization, Ari, you mm-hmm. didn't have a faculty member that was taking charge. I assume then you all really were the ones that were communicating with the administration, with uh, state leaders and all of that. How did you all handle that? That's a weighty responsibility for you. Did you feel prepared? I think I think for sure um, none of us were you know maybe prepared um, for dealing with this kind of situation. But I th- I think people really really stepped up. Um, you know you know it's definitely not the norm that you know you have someone who's twenty years old coordinating with Homeland Security, and you know the governor's office and the state troopers and the Cornell facilities people. Um, but people really like stepped up into ownership. A lot of people in the community just generally like just stepped up, um, even if it wasn't, you know, like responding to emails, you know, helping people out, um, making sure people, you know, felt uh, seen and you know taken care of. And, and these kinds of things, you know, also are equally as important, you know, as, as this kind of coordination. We were responding to, you know, hundreds of emails and a lot fell on um, Molly uh, and Jeremy. And also our, our facilities managers, uh, Ben and anyone, and really our entire community stepped up. Yeah, I, I don't want to discount what you, what you and everyone else on the board did. As in, we were taking phone calls and responding to emails, but, or we were taking phone calls. You were helping on the email side and you were doing a huge job. So I want to say personally, thank you to you and the entire board. And, and also for the next Shabbat dinner, you kind of took a huge, huge uh, role in organizing that. So... Definitely want to give you a huge shout out to not just us. It was the whole board together. That's great. And how do you guys now, how do you balance this need for heightened security with still kind of being a welcoming environment? Are you now vetting members more closely? Are you just keeping the membership now to the people that you know that have been involved? Or is it, this is life now and anyone can come? So I think, um, 
you know, we, we do have, we still have like um, security that are here around the clock, um, you know, with someone at the front. But I, but I think what's also like, you know, important to us is, you know, this is, you know, a student organization, you know, we're not trying to create some sort of like fortress on Kosher Dining Hall and CJL um, complex. So we want to remain, you know, a warm and welcoming community. And we don't want to make it seem like, oh, if you maybe don't know so many people that you shouldn't show up to our events or show up to Shabbat dinner. Um, we really like want to make it clear, you know, that any really any Jewish student or anyone who wants to hang out here should feel welcomed and should definitely feel like they can come by anytime. It's incredibly important, I think, especially right now in that, yes, we have these balances with security and we want to make sure that everyone is safe. At the same time, there are a lot of people who aren't typically involved who now feel a huge need and desire to be part of a Jewish community. So kind of the last thing we want is for those people to feel like they can't come in. That's such a great point. Yeah. Yeah. I also want to ask you, how did you deal with your mothers? Because Michelle and I are both moms, Jewish moms. Jewish moms are a rare breed. The worry. Were they calling you constantly? And how did you handle it? Jeremy, go first. So some of those calls when I was sleeping originally, a lot of them were from. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. Yes. First, my first call when I when I woke up was my family just telling them like yes I'm okay yeah I see your text I'm I'm here I'm you know, yeah doing well yeah. um but and I tried to obviously throughout the situation over the next few days I was in touch with them making sure that I was telling them that I was okay uh, updating them about the situation but yeah definitely a lot of uh not not just my mother a lot of Jewish mothers yeah organization were, uh, were reaching out to us. Yeah, same here. So I, I sort of, I think my mom calmed down uh, pretty quickly. I was like, yeah, uh, everything's all right. Like, uh, I think on the day it was happening, it was actually uh, in the middle of cooking dinner. I, my mom like calls me. She's like, I, I hear like, you know, the CJL is on lockdown. I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it. Like, you know, I'm here. I'm like barbecuing. We're feeding the CUPD. No problem. Um, wow. And and, and my, my grandmother, on the other hand, you know, it took a, a bit of a longer conversation. But I think... <laughs> Yeah, I, I think everyone sort of calmed down after a bit and after it was sort of clear that the, the situation was under control. Yeah. Are there plans now to do more education and maybe even inviting in the rest of the community that maybe, you know, doesn't have all the facts on what's happening, but on preventing anti-Semitism in general? Do you plan to add in any lectures or conversations about that? Yeah, I mean, I think part of what we want to do is we want to bring right what you're saying is you want to educate people it's a little bit like preaching to the choir in a sense that the people that we would reach out to are probably the people that would know a lot more so i think a lot of this will come somewhat on the university and that whether incorporating this into more in the dei training uh that's something that we talked about that hopefully uh will get pushed into something that actually happens i think also we want to host speakers who and this is not just us, but also Hillel has been doing a really good job at, and CFI, Cornelians for Israel. They've both been doing a pretty good job at bringing people in to speak on these. I think this uh, this coming Shabbat dinner, after dinner, we're going to be hearing from one of the people in Israel who is actually at one of the survivors of the shooting. She's actually going to be coming and speaking. Wow. So I think that's really powerful. And speakers like that help really bring clarity to the situation and hopefully, you know, leave an impact on people. Yeah. You know, I was just thinking, Michelle, with these kids, you you two in particular, when you look back years from now, you, you know, you arrived during COVID and you dealt with this 
uh, situation, which is unprecedented. It's a lot. And I mean, we basically all we cared about was, you know, which bar we were going to and getting through our classes. You guys have really had some heavy times. Are you involved in other things besides the center? Are you involved in any other clubs or activities on campus? Ari, what about you? So I'm involved in research on campus. Um, I, I work in a research lab school in the physics school. I, I used to be part a, of a uh, electric vehicles thing, and I kind of sort of tapered that down a bit because um, I got pretty busy this semester. And then I guess informally, uh, I'm part of the, uh, the CJL uh, running club. Great. How about you, Jeremy? I'm involved in also a different project team, Cornell Autoboat, and I've been doing that since my freshman year. And hopefully I'm going to be doing research next semester. What does that mean, Autoboat? So Autoboat is, we're a project team that works on creating an autonomous boat for competition. So it's kind of go and use computer vision, machine learning to kind of track where it is and navigate paths, complete tasks. Okay. All right. I mean, obviously, they're two geniuses. Yeah. So, they're very I, mean, I, I, I don't even know what they're talking about. What is on the horizon for the two of you? What do you hope to do either next summer or when you graduate? What does the future look like for you guys? Let's start with Jeremy. That's a good question. I mean, I guess that's the big question that we're all trying to figure out is what's what's the future look like? This summer, I'm going to be working at Merck and doing like a, they have an IT program. So hopefully doing more computer science stuff there. Not totally sure what that entails, but we'll find out. Beyond, I couldn't tell you. That's that's good enough. That's great. <laughs> but, yeah. How about you, Ari? So this summer, I'm going to be working at SpaceX in, uh, in California. And then after that, uh, I'm sort of weighing if, uh, if I'm going to go to graduate school or not. And if I want to get a job in the US or possibly in Israel, sort of unclear to me right now, but I guess I'll see. These two are going to run the world. By the way, when when Jeremy said auto boat, I thought it was like a boat that drives like a car, like an automobile. I had no idea what yeah, he was saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's from Boston. I'm picturing those duck boats, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I would love though, an auto duck boat. That'd be amazing. Great. Well, yeah, it sounds like you guys really, despite all of the heavy topics you've had to deal with, you're really taking advantage of all that Cornell has to offer. So we also want to hear some of your favorites. Can we do our Cornell speed round with you? Sure. Let's do it. All right, yeah. so speed round. Here we go. Let's do Jeremy, then Ari on each of the questions. And we will start with favorite on-campus dining. 104 West. Ari? 104 West. Oh, the food must be good there. They have great squab, I heard. <laughs> you go for the squab. Okay. Okay, what about off-campus dining? Jeremy? Both Ari and I, we both eat kosher, so we only really eat at 104 West, the, the dairy bar, although I don't know if that's really off campus. Yeah. Um, same for you, Ari. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think I'd have to agree with that. Okay. How about favorite bar? I'll say when uh, our friend Guidon runs a bar, um, that's my favorite bar in Ithaca. Um, what, where is it? Well, he runs it in his apartment. He oh. runs a uh, like a bar, like he'll, he'll make drinks and do like custom cocktails. So I'll go with that. Yeah, that's fun. Um, Jeremy, what about, where do you like to study? I'm a big fan of the Eurus Stacks. Ari? I'm a big fan of the cocktail lounge. Favorite class? How about, how about favorite non-engineering class? Something Michelle and I will understand. <laughs> I took a class on... 
time management, actually, which was pretty interesting. So this might be cliche. I'll, I'll say I took two semesters of Hebrew, which were both great. But if I were to give another class, I would say um, I took this advocacy and debate class with uh, Sam Nelson uh, in ILR, actually. And that was like public speaking and uh, debate. And I thought that was a, a great class. So, Jeremy, tell me if you picture yourself 10 or 20 years from now listening to the radio and you hear a song, what song is going to take you right back to your Cornell days? There's some, uh, I, there's some like Israeli music that, you know, sometimes some like Omer Adam or uh, Yishai oh, I just heard him. I went to the march in Washington Yeah. Uh, for Israel and he was there. Did you all go to that, by the way? Yeah, we were there. That was incredible. What about you, Ari? So I would say basically anything by uh, Yishai Rebo or um, this guy, Mati Steinmetz, would bring me straight back to the CJL. Okay. But for my personal Cornell experience, anything by Leonard Cohen. It's a lot yeah. of, I listened to a lot of Leonard Cohen my freshman year. Really? Wait, um, what's his famous song? Um, uh, Hallelujah, maybe? Yeah, Hallelujah, of course. How about up to this point, give us a little of your favorite Cornell memory. We had a um, wine and cheese night hosted by the CJL. I just have some amazing memories from that. It was really fun to be with people, to dress up. It was nice. Yeah. It's it's hard to pick, but I would say I ran a marathon uh, right the day of Yom Kippur, like the, the day right before. And then three of my friends from the CJL um, ran a half marathon. And so that was a very memorable experience. Well, we just think what you're doing is great. It's yeah, such an important great. place to have on campus. You guys seem to be thriving despite the scares and fears of recent days. And we hope that things just keep getting better and better. And um, you guys just keep doing what you're doing. We appreciate you. And thank you so much for making the time today. Thank you so much for having us and uh, for letting us talk a bit about uh, the CJL. Where can people find you if they want to? Is there a website they can go to? Yeah, CornellCJL.com. So you can find out what events we're running. And if you want to get in contact with any of us, you're welcome to you know, put your name or email on the website, get some emails. So we always ask our guests this last question. Now you all haven't finished your Cornell experience yet, but Jeremy, you first, when you think back on your Cornell experience so far, what are you most thankful for? I would say the community and the friends that I've made. I mean, I think they kind of go hand in hand, but the, this CJL community and the friends that, you know, make up that community. I really think I'm going to, you know, stay in touch with them and be friends with them for my entire life. So that's something that probably is worth more than my degree and my classes. That's really what's going to last. Ari. I'm very grateful um, for finding uh, this like, great community at Cornell uh, and for the friends I've made. They'll hopefully last a very long time. That's great. Well, thank you so much, you guys. Guys, were great to give us some insight onto what's going on at your center and have the best end of first semester junior year. And we'll check back with you and see what other activities you guys are involved in going forward. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Sounds good. Thanks so much for listening. Tune in next week to another episode of the Cornell Thank You Podcast. Hi.